You're listening to the Concession Stand Podcast on the Orbital Jigsaw Network. From movies and tech to WWE and video games, come let your geek flag fly with your hosts, Nick Howe and Andy Nelson. Welcome back to yet another wonderful episode of the Concession Stand. This is episode number 19. Yeah. I am your host, Nick Howell. With me as always, Mr. Andy Nelson. We just did a badass Rogue One review. Yes, we did. Uh, Episode number 19. My favorite number 19 is Jonathan Taves from the Chicago Blackhawks. And I will give him and all of you listeners a stone cold salute. I said give me a hell yeah. Ah, yes, sir. Happy New Year, buddy. Mm. Yes, indeed. Happy New Year. We rang it in right uh, with our friends at the Irish Times. We did. As we uh, as tend to becoming habit these days, which is an awesome habit to have, I believe. Some would disagree with that, but either way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's subjective, I suppose. <laughs> uh, big shout out to those of us, those of our friends that uh, that hang out with us at the Irish Times. And uh, that are listening to the show. Love you guys. And uh, as always, love hanging out with you guys there. And Happy New Year to all of our listeners as well. Yes. Uh, Hope you guys had a safe and festive New Year's. Um, Mariah Carey did not, which is a whole (laughs) side story we won't get into, but uh, was equally hilarious. Somebody did something pretty awesome. Who? You did. Who? 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 It was me. So here's the thing. I am officially... A cord cutter now. Yeah! yeah, I did it. 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 I finally Much, talked you into it. You did, and it, it, we also had to kind of talk my wife into it as well. That's true. She was she was very sad to to have the DVR full of stuff that we'll never watch go away, and right. now that is gone into the ether. Um, I uh, signed up for Directv now a month ago, and I actually had Directv satellite as well for the last month. It's just trying like sort of wean myself and our family off of it. Um, I paid for it for three months. Uh, for $105, I now don't owe anybody money until March because I paid for three months of DirecTV now. I got another Apple TV. So we have three TVs in the house. Each of them have an Apple TV with a watch list with all sort of you know collated content, and uh, it works. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. And you were over today, and, and you saw uh, us just doing things on our TV that we would do without uh, satellite service. And there you go. Just saved myself 160 bucks a month just by doing that. And it was simple. So I called direct. So the billing cycle ended today. I called them last night and I was like, uh, yeah, I want to cancel service. I've been with DirecTV for 13 years at the like the highest uh, p- price package uh, up to for a majority of that. And then we switched over uh, and got rid of a bunch of stuff, but it was still like a, a high price, right? Right. And so I called them up, like I'd like to cancel my service, and they didn't even fight it. And then they were like, "Okay." And I was like, "And I was like, yeah, I'm switching over to Directv now." So they're kind of happy about that because I guess money is still going to them. Well, that was going to be my question. It was, do you think you would have gotten more resistance if you weren't also paying for Directv now? I didn't do that. I mean, I I've heard stories of people calling Directv and be like, "I don't like that I have this," and they're like, "Oh," and then then they they send them to the uh, loyalty retention program guy, like some supervisor guy that's like, "Oh, well, what do you not like about it? I don't like that I'm paying this." Uh, whatever. End of story is. I'm a cord cutter. I'm with you. It works. So for all of you out there that haven't done it, uh, you're talking to two guys that consume a ton of content. Yeah. We wouldn't if we, if, we, if we have to in order to do this show. It works. So do it. Save yourself some money. There's plenty of options out there. DirecTV now works for me. Yes, you need some high-speed internet to pull it off. But at the end of the day, you're saving yourself uh, you know, uh, potentially a couple of thousand bucks a year by doing it. Yeah, no, I think between all of my subscriptions and everything, it's about 50... 50 to 60 bucks a month because I've also got HBO now and sure. uh, the watch ESPN stuff. So I, there's there's some extra stuff I'm doing that are is unnecessary that I could even probably trim off. Yeah. But I mean, if you start with Hulu and Netflix, I've got Hulu, Netflix, and Direct HBO TV. now, yep. um, you could probably, even without DirecTV now, you could probably get a lot of the stuff. If I told you about my super secret plan, what's that? I guess it's not secret anymore if I'm going to tell all these people listening. Okay. But my plan is to only get HBO now during Game of Thrones season. Mm. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, so for a couple of months I get HBO now, but for the rest of the year I don't really need it. And Unless, you do the WWE Network too, right? Yeah, so, so not nine ninety nine. Sure. So I guess my my total it's thirty five plus the the two Hulu and Netflix and WWE 20, Network. So so I'm up to like sixty five bucks a month. Yeah, something like that. Still it, less a hundred bucks less than a month than what you were paying, right? No, still one hundred sixty because I was already getting those anyways. 
Oh, that's right. See? That's true. See? Oh, man. So, so we're, we're, we're in good shape. So again, go ahead and do it. It's, it's worth it. Now, back to the Council of Hats thing. Now, we talked about the Council of Hats a couple of weeks ago. There was a guy at the bar that we just talked about that came up to us and said, hey, Council of Hats, and he gave us an offering about uh, – so Nick and I typically wear ball caps, and another friend of ours, Matt Evans, who's a, whose name is apparently Kyle Strickland, according to this guy. <laughs> so there's this Which, guy – What does that come from? There's this guy who's who's very, very likable, but he just comes up and just says random shit to people. Yeah. And uh, he – You started taking notes this time, this actually. Because yeah, I wanted to talk about it because he was just <laughs> rambling off so much stuff so quick I couldn't keep up. Um, he gave another offering to the Council of Hats, and I was like, all right, his name is Scott. But wait, he plays pool in the same bar, but when he plays pool, his name is Carlos. I guess he wants to disguise himself somehow. I don't, was, I, did he wear a sombrero? I or no, I didn't did see that. Did he have that? one of those? I uh, didn't see that, but I wouldn't put it past this guy because he's so weird but so likable at the same time. Again, I don't want to have a personal relationship with this gentleman. He's an interesting dude. Um but he said last time he said his best TV show of all time was Wings. I don't know if you remember that. From I do remember yeah. that. And we're like, what? That's ridiculous. And I was like, Scott, uh, this is dumb. Why are you? What's your What's your best TV show of all time for real? And you know what he said? What? You probably don't remember. You were You were hiccuping at that point. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he said Gilmore Girls. I'm like what? Fuck off. Gilmore Girls is his favorite show. It's the best show of all time. And <laughs> no, I said, and not. I said right away, I was like, dude. Golden Girls is a better show than Gilmore Girls ever would be, hands oh, down. And so we're like, all right, fine. You're you're weird about this. What? Give me like good movies. What are your like t- like top five movies? It doesn't have to be in any order. Just name like five movies that you like. Well, he First, started with Eternal Sunshine, and I'm like, okay, that's respectable. Yeah. That's absolutely respectable for sure. And then he said Rogue One because he had just seen it. Also respectable. Okay. We just did a whole show about it, right? Yep. Next one he says, do you remember? No. Sphere. I don't know that I ever even saw that movie. Right. Nobody saw it. I mean, a couple of people that like the Michael Crichton book saw it. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's in it. I think Sharon Stone's in it. Great. You know what else? What? Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, God. Apparently, he likes rom-coms from the 90s. Oh, God. Oh, Carlos. Uh, or Scott, whichever one you want to call him. Right. And then Twister. I can respect that. That's a guilty pleasure for me. There's something yes. I love about Twister. And then he said Man on Fire. Okay. Five greatest movies of all time. I could see Eternal Sunshine being in there, maybe. But all those other four, while they're great, not no. great. Rogue <laughs> One, maybe. But uh, come on. And I'm like, oh, we're like, what about Die Hard? What about this? What about Aliens? What about Empire Strikes Back? He's like, no, I don't like any of those movies. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. But thank you for at least giving us podcast please, content. Please turn in your man card to the <laughs> yeah. to the Council of but Hats. Thank you, and thank you, thank you for leave the us. podcast content, Scott. Leave us. You, you may leave. <laughs> yes. So the Council of Hats was in session to ring in. Like, literally, this happened at like 12.05 on January 1st of 2017. Right. So we well, started. Brought, we, well, to his credit, he brought the Council of Hats a beer, and uh, we started pegging him with questions. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's, again, I hope. And he's that, a good sport. Yeah. And it, it, he's given us show content, and I think it's funny. You think it's funny. I hope you guys think it's funny. Uh, Maybe you guys can give uh, uh, Council of Hats uh, offerings over the internet through the Twitter or through the, the website or whatever. But, yeah. Um, something else happened in that bar, which you probably don't remember either, but I think I reminded you about it today. It goes back to your whole touch tunes debacle. Remember? Yes. Yes. So you guys might remember a week or two ago. Actually, it was on uh, Christmas Eve. It, this was from the That's Christmas right. Eve thing. That's right? right. So there was this thing we talked about with touch tunes where you had the digital jukebox app for certain bars and you could put in stuff in. Well, I told, told you guys about how people just paid an extra credit and skipped songs ahead of in the queue. So I reached out and wrote this like novella to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to their feedback uh, support forum and got a uh, got a response back. Uh, you know, it was the initial level one support. Hi, we'll fi- how can we fix this for you? I'm like, sure. hey, it's, I, it worked as intended. Nothing's wrong, but I'm giving you a feedback request or a, a, a feature request, I should say. So it got back to me. One of the product managers actually got back to me for from TouchTunes and said, hey, we're going to implement this. We're going to do something along the lines of we're only going to allow your song to be skipped one time, uh, and then it will continue. It will hold its place in the queue after it's been skipped. Yours personally or just across the board? No, I mean, as a blanket feature of the way that they're going to change the app in the future. I'm like, cool. Oh, and by the way, here's your nine credits back for all the songs that you didn't get played because apparently they have all of that data of when the bar closed, when the app was, when the jukebox was turned off, what songs you had left in the queue, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, that's something I responded back. I said, that's something you should do automatically. If somebody pays for a song to get played and it doesn't get played, you should put those credits back in their queue. I didn't hear anything back on that one, but to all of you touch tunes listeners out there, hopefully uh, I'm helping make some, some better changes. Yeah. 
Is there something weird about the fact that they know when the bar closes, that they know what songs you picked, and then they can also – I'm sure there's a data thing involved, like, oh, this guy likes this, 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 but It's all data. They know all at this point. It's plugged into the internet, and they collect every single thing. <laughs> TouchTunes is aware. Yes, it has become <laughs> sentient, everyone. Well, that's uh, that was our New Year's, uh, kind of our celebration there. Uh, let's talk about some TV and movies. Well, we did it. We uh, we watched Passengers. Oh yeah, we got. My wife had like a screener thing, so you came over, and I'm like, I, I can watch Passengers on this special internet link uh, through her art director's guild. And I was like, you and I were so geeked about this movie, we wanted to see it, wanted to see it, wanted to see it, and so you came over, and uh, we all sat down. Wait, and watched- wait, wait! Spoiler alert. So yeah, we started watching watching Passengers, and I'm going to let you go on this one, and then I'll chime in when it's time. Ugh. This movie had so much potential. It had everything going for it. It had two of arguably the biggest stars in Hollywood today in an amazing setup of a sci-fi thriller, right? It's a great story, uh, potentially, of uh, people being stranded on this ship. What we actually got was uh, a meteor uh, hits the ship. Which we don't find out until later. Well, it it does show ship it getting peppered with you know right. asteroids, I guess, since they're not in orbit. Um, it, it's hitting with asteroids. Uh, it starts shutting down some systems. Some damages happen, and somehow we're we're not told or shown how Chris Pratt's uh, hypersleep cell wakes up or it wakes him up. Right? Yeah. So he gets out of his little aliens hypersleep thing. Right, and he finds out he discovers that he's completely alone. Uh, he goes through this whole process of trying to find anyone else that might be up. They're not. He tries to find the. He finds the crew quarters and tries to break into that. Can't get into it. Yep. Can't find any way to fix or repair the ship. And spends over a year in space alone, marooned, and happens to be wandering through the rest of the cells and runs across Jennifer Lawrence's character. The only, but but first, the only character he can interact with and talk with, so we can actually have dialogue in the movie, is a robotic bartender played by Michael Sheen, who looks exactly like Simon Pegg, but that's another story. <laughs> right? Right. So he begins this internal dialogue p- thought process of, I'm bored, I'm lonely, I have to do something, I'm going to wake her up. Sh- I, should I wake her up? I don't know. That seems wrong. Can I do that? But I, he doesn't actually eh. say that. He just turns into DiCaprio from The Aviator when he's like stuck in that room. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. So basically what we end up getting instead of what we should have gotten, we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit, what we end up getting is something that is extremely creepy. Yes. He hacks and uh, hot wires her pod to wake her up as well, and then plays along as if, oh, hi, yeah. oh, I'm the only one here. Yeah, um, and you're really hot. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's funny. Coincidence? Yeah. yeah. So it turns into this super creepy, borderline rapey. She even mentions the word murder. Because now she's marooned on this ship with him for a hundred years, right? And she goes. It's fun. I thought to me, I thought it was fun to see her go through the exact same um, uh, experience that he did, discovering that she was this was really happening, and there was nothing they could do about it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Luckily, Lawrence Fishburne wakes up on Event Horizon. <laughs> and uh, and and he's like, what? What's going on? So luckily, a finally a a a representative of the ship and the company of this cruise line, we'll call it, that's going to take you to a different planet where we can now live. But it takes you a hundred some plus years in hypersleep. He wakes up to to tell us why it everything went wrong. So then it to becomes, explain the plot, right? So then it becomes like, okay, we got to figure it out. But but by him waking up, he gets some sort of sickness and he dies. So now it's up to. Pratt law to solve the di- to save the day and figure out how to and then they have to go out and walk on the the lines and we, we get all this great stuff and she suddenly forgets that he was murdering her and then well she- we missed we missed the part where the bartender spoiled it oh the robot bartender spoiled it and told her that he woke her up which we called like a half an hour before right. it actually we happened saw it coming because he says oh don't tell her that uh, that uh, that I did this right so the the long story short of this is that uh, this movie had all the potential to be fantastic and you'll have to see it yourself it's worth a viewing but it just go in with low expectations because it is shallow it is just not that not as good as it could have been had they changed one thing in my opinion where they made chris pat 
Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt actually part of the crew, as if he was the lead engineer, so that when the ship took damage, he was the guy. The protocol dictated that he would get woken up to repair the ship. Sure. Right. Uh, and then somehow throughout the damage, instead of Chris Pratt waking up randomly, Jennifer Lawrence wakes up randomly. Now we have two people, uh, one crew, one civilian, civilian yeah. uh, that have been that are on this thing together, and maybe they get into peril where they can't get back into their pods. There you go. And somehow magically they figure out how to fall in love, have this kind of crazy space romance, and save the day without anybody knowing the difference. Exactly. Great movie. Now could have been the, fantastic. Yeah. Production design, uh, effects work fantastic in the movie that's the only thing that i will say that's good about it but they lost me as a passenger of this movie 20 minutes in when he wakes her up in a creepy like rapey way and yeah. I, I don't i don't like that no. so uh, the last thing i want to say about this is 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 playing devil's advocate and as a filmmaker as a writer of of stuff of the i can see the perspective where he would want to explore that human condition of being completely and utterly isolated and alone in space and hopeless. There's no hope at this point. Uh, he is going to die before they ever get to this planet. So at what point does the human mindset break down to the point where you just don't care and you're willing to do whatever it takes to make yourself happy and comfortable before you have a nervous breakdown and kill yourself? Or you're a creepy guy anyways that would wake this person up. So to me, if you're going to do that movie, which we saw, you, you instead of Chris Pratt, you put somebody like Peter Skarsgård in there. Like, just like a creepy guy that's like, <laughs> yeah. I like her. I'm going to wake her up and yes. see what happens. Like that, then, then it becomes like this creepy like thriller thing, which would have worked if you're going to go along that route. Yes. But but we just we just we just sit here and watch it and be in our sad but we can't uh remake the movie but that would that would be our idea yeah go in with low expectations yeah that's what i would say enjoy the sci-fi and the vfx work but uh be ready for a very shallow utterly kind of pointless film uh you saw finally hell or high water finally and, and i will tell you it is one of my favorite movies of the year don't expect a big action crazy like um, Western or like Texas movie. This movie is an absolute uh, acting clinic. Uh, Chris Pine, Ben Foster, Jeff Bridges. This is just everything about it. Just it's it's simple. There's there's not much to it, but it's 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 so simple in such a good way that you just you go on a bit of a of a journey with them for ninety minutes, and you're gonna like it. Yeah. Um, it don't expect a big shoot 'em up, you know, bank robbery movie. Uh, it's a little bit different. It's than not that. heat. No, it's not at all. <laughs> but there's so much character and there's so much um, just feel and tone and just excellence to it. It's just a well-made movie. And you could tell that these big-name actors uh, were really, really into it. And they were a part of a movie that was just going to be good. Jeff Bridges can chew some scenery, yes, he man. Can. He, yes, you man. Could, I could sit there and just watch him on a porch with a beer and a cigarette just doing his gravelly voice yep. kind of thing, right? Works for me. Uh, it just I could watch him do that for hours. Um, so I watched the OA. I, I literally watched all eight episodes of it. Before you go, I as soon as I saw the OA, I was excited for a split second. Yep. Because OA, OA, is the main planet in the Green Lantern universe that has the massive power battery (laughs) that all the Green Lanterns go to to train and get all their powers and then the massive power battery. So as soon as I see like Oa as a show, I was like, it's a Green Lantern show. It wasn't. OA is shorthand for original angel. Interesting. And without giving too much away of the story, this is uh, basically a girl. The setup is a girl goes missing uh, in seven years and she's a blind girl. Um, goes missing as a teenager, shows up seven years later, and she can see again. Cool. Right? Um, she has, they, when they find her, they find her as she's jumping off of a bridge, uh, what you would think is committing suicide, uh, but she lives. And she, when she gets to the hospital, the nurse asks her why all these weird scars are on her back. Oh, boy. So this movie is a, a girl coming back home with her parents that have not seen her in seven years. She doesn't really remember who they are without some, some going through some amnesia, but that comes back. And it's basically a parallel timeline of her retelling a group of people what she went through from childhood to where she is now. Huh. And it had to do with her being held captive for a science experiment. 
uh, all of this kind of stuff. So there's this interesting parallel timeline that goes on. It's an eight episode arc, you said, right? Eight, eight hours. It's an eight hour miniseries on Netflix. Netflix original. All right. So I love that Netflix is turning this. The, the positive things I want to say first are uh, I am super excited to see this kind of edgy sci-fi content being done in a way that is not held to the constraints of typical Hollywood templates. Okay. Uh, I think this is fantastic. I think uh, we, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about later is uh, Kevin Costner and his new epic Mm -hmm. that he's shopping around to the various outlets that are not what we would consider traditional television just to be outside of those constraints. I think this is a great example of that as well. So I think I'm going to stop right there with talking about the OA because I want to give people a chance to see it. Do you recommend it? I highly recommend you watch it. Um, it, the ending was minorly disappointing. They called on a piece of subject matter that we are very sensitive to here in in the U.S. especially, and uh, I'm going to leave it at that because okay. I don't want to spoil much more. But it's worth seeing just for to see original thoughts and original ideas and, and uh, sci-fi content there. Speaking of original ideas, do you remember when uh, Natalie Portman was in the Thor movie? And then she was like, I don't want to be in the D, uh, the Marvel Universe anymore. She wanted anymore. to bang a god or something? I don't know. Something like that. But then she's like, I don't want to be in the Marvel movies anymore because I don't like acting with the green screens and all that stuff, right? <laughs> well, Natalie Portman this week is like, oh, I, I, I don't mind being in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I'll be in that. I wonder why, Nick. Money! That was the money song. Can okay. you imagine the money? That these actors, the 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 Avengers, sure. right? That group of of the Marvel characters are just printing money. Yeah. They, they must be just. They're going to be set for life. She knows that Thor Ragnarok is coming out, and she's not in it, and she's missing out on a big paycheck. Why right? is she not in it? And Why would they not bring her back? And I like Natalie Portman as an actress. I think she's great. But the whole idea of like, I don't like acting in front of a green screen or a blue screen, and it's just like that's acting. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's granted you're not you're not working with another actor per se, but that's that's acting. If you can do that, great. <sighs> yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about that. Yeah, of course she wants to be back. It's it's huge money at this point. Uh, and we've got two more Marvel movies coming this this uh, uh, at least three if you count if you count uh, Spider Man. So you got true. you've got you, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to call attention to in Rogue One was there was a gentleman by the name of Spencer Wilding who was actually the guy that wore the costume uh, as of Darth Vader, and even though it was voiced by James Earl Jones still thankfully uh, in some ADR and voiceover. Um, th- he was the one that wore it. And the only thing that I really wanted to say here as a geek is that can you imagine putting this costume on, hair and makeup, all that stuff, whatever they do when they dress you up. He wouldn't do hair and makeup. He's got a mask on. Well, cool. well, he has to get his breathing apparatus all installed and shit, right? Sure. So, and then you stand up before you got to go out and you turn around and you look in the mirror and you're fucking Darth Vader. Yeah, there's like there's there's like five guys ever. Squee! No, wait. There's just that moment, right? It's Hayden Christensen, it's David Prowse, and that guy, and maybe another one. There was another name in the credits. So there's four people yeah. on the planet Earth that have been in a, uh, you know, a, a trailer. Outside the scope of Disneyland. Sure, and, you but know. like that have gotten to look in the mirror and see that. That's... And you're being called to set by the uh, by by the produ- associate producers or whatever to yeah. to come in, yeah. and it's time. It's your time to go. You're Darth Vader. Yeah, let's go. It's time to do your scenes. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> this is just one of those moments I can't even imagine or yeah. fathom. So kudos to Spencer. You nailed the motions. I loved the force choke. All of that stuff. Well done. Uh, what else we got? Sylvester Stallone has confirmed that we're getting yet another. Expendables movie. I don't have it. I don't have a problem with that at all. I love those movies. I love those movies just because they they know what they are, and it's just like, all right, here's everybody. Let's blow a bunch of stuff up. Yeah. Let's have a lot of fun doing it. There's no like, there's no like like weight to them. It's just like, hey, let's just go see all these famous former action stars together and blow stuff up. Make another one. Yeah. Make ten of them. I don't care. Is I'll there see a, it. is there a point of diminishing returns though, where they run out of action stars to add to the next film? Probably, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so who knows? I, I like you. I'm in. It's it's all of our legacy and favorite '80s and '90s yeah. action heroes, yeah. and even Statham from the 2000s sure. to coming together to do this kind of stuff. And I, I'm in. Whatever. I don't care what the story's about. Who cares? But go blow some shit up and rescue a damsel in distress. Yep. Uh, speaking of Expendables, <laughs> uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has yes. a new TV show. Yes, he does. 
uh, Celebrity Apprentice, I guess, started this week, and uh, they've revealed. I, well, it's an episode. I think an episode was on maybe already after like the new year, something like. Oh, it aired with The Bachelor this week on Monday, okay Sunday night or Monday. I can't one remember. of those. Yeah, that's an NBC show. But he's got why a, they would put it up against The Bachelor is not a very smart it, move. I don't sure. I, but yeah. instead of the instead of the year fired stuff that our uh, future president will he's be terminating people, he's terminating people. But he says you're terminated, and then he says get to the chopper, and then they fly <laughs> off the chopper. I will watch wow. the last ten minutes of the show just to see that. Yes, that's going to be fun. Uh, I don't know if it'll get old if ever. No, no. I'm going to I'm going to watch that and enjoy yeah. it. Just the end of it. I don't yeah. need to see the rest of it. I don't care. I don't care about John Lovitz and Boy George and any, whatever they do. <laughs> I just want to see Schwarzenegger just belittle them. Oh, totally. Uh, last little piece here in uh, some TV specific news. Uh, since you cut the cord earlier, I wanted to throw this in. Okay. Uh, we have yet another uh, company unveiling a kind of a streaming platform. This All time, right. a, a new set top box, and it's Dish or Dish Network, whatever they call themselves now, uh, unveiling what they're calling Air TV. Okay. And what this consists of is a set top box. It is a physical device uh, that. It runs on an Android OS, what they're calling Android TV OS. Okay. Uh, and it includes Sling, Netflix, uh, YouTube, and an o- a built-in over-the-air HD adapter. That's actually pretty cool. For 120 bucks. Okay. So still less than the Apple TV, yeah. right? You don't get all of the functionality that Apple TV is, but it can be used as a casting device for Chromecast, right? I think that's one of the requirements to call yourself an Android thing. Sure. You have to be able to cast... Uh, so, yeah, interesting. The big one, I think, is the inclusion of the over-the-air antenna. Yeah. That's the thing about Well, they have card- two options there. Okay, what are uh, they? So for 129 you can get the built-in HD antenna for over-the-air stuff. For $99, you can get one without that. So you've got two different tiers here, whether or not you care about your local news channels or not. Well, I think it's kind of cool that you don't have to then go out and buy an antenna to plug into a wall or yeah. nail into a wall. And Yeah, all right. So yet another... Yet another company jumping on the streaming train. I'm all in for this stuff. You guys know this by now. Um, so I'm over the moon that, that we're seeing the bigger companies just really step into this. Hey, let's climb those brown steps and then jump over to the flag and do some video games. Well, speaking of those brown steps, uh, Super Mario Run has now been downloaded in three weeks. Something like that. Two weeks, three weeks. December. 90 million times. Wow. 90 million times. But there's an interesting thing there. It is $9.99, $9.99 to buy it on the App Store. To access all the content. To unlock all the you content. Can, you can download it, but you don't get everything. Right. You get the first world okay. and, the, and, the, and the Bowser Castle. but uh, And you get to do the, the Kingdom and the Toad Rallies, I think. I bought it immediately, so I'm not sure what's limited. Yeah. Um, but only 3%... I say only 3% of people have paid the $10 for the full game. Now, that's $30 million. I, okay, but I thought that number would be higher. 3% right. of people, of, of like all the Mario fans in the world, you're telling me that only 3% of the people would be like, oh, I'm going to pay $10? $10? That's what you pay for uh, Clash Royale games or, Clash Royale games or, or more whatever than it is. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know if that's uh, – $30 million is a lot of money. But I feel like that number should be bigger. If, if you're listening to this and you like video games, I would love for you to go out and spend $10. It's less than a meal. Uh, spend $10 on this game because we, you and me and Andy and everybody needs Nintendo and other game companies to recognize the value of building mobile game content. I agree. And even if this one is a higher premium than what you're used to paying for, for mobile gaming, it is absolutely on the rise. We need the the big names to start doing more of this stuff. Yep. We're seeing Square Enix uh, yep. talking about, or Square, sure. I should say at this point, jumping in and talking about doing legacy Final Fantasy content, all of that stuff. So uh, they're on board, but they need to see that it's profitable, and they need to see more than 3% of 90 million people willing to pay to play these games. Trust me, it is fantastic. You unlock all of these great worlds. It is better, I would argue, than the original Super Mario game. And I've played through all of it. I think it's fantastic. Um, Have you played through all all worlds yet? No, but I mean, nostalgic nostalgia w- will win with me with Nintendo. But it feels nostalgic. Sure, it does. It's a lot of the same. Sure, it it's does. all of the same elements, right? Yep. We started on on advice from friends and, and all, but you know, and, bludgeoning on the head, yeah. forcefulness. We played Titanfall two tonight. Yeah, Nick Nick was down in uh, my neighborhood uh, for the afternoon before we came back up here to record the show, and I said, "Hey, you know, uh, I've got Titanfall. Let's start it." Uh, it's 
pretty awesome. Uh, I love the gunplay. I've just done the single player campaign. I haven't even gotten through the first board yet just because uh, the kids were home and, and you just really can't be playing a game like that in front of right. kids. There's blood and there's shooting people in the head and that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, you fell asleep, but that's because you were up really late last night yep. for reasons we won't get into here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I can't wait to even get back and start this game. And, and, and I know we've gotten recommendations and it's not because people have told me to play it. Just the, the feel that I had, the mechanics of it, the world that they'd built, I'm all in. So yep. I hopefully will have a report that I finish the game next week. I hope you will, too, so I can play it next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an interesting stat that we heard today. Look, CES is going on this week. There's a lot of newsy-type news stuff coming out that we – it really just started today. Yeah. So there's not a lot other than the main keynotes and the big announcements that happened today, which yep. we'll cover uh, as we go through. But um, we'll definitely cover a lot more of the CES content yeah. next week once we get through the next couple of days and yeah, we next, get all those things next out. Next week will probably be a pretty tech-heavy show. Oh, yeah, big time. One of the things that came out was Uncharted 4 is on the record as being responsible for 8.4 million out of 50 million games uh, in sales in 2016. On the PS4. Oh, well, it's on PS4 exclusive. Yeah. So uh, 50 million games for the PS4 were sold in yeah, and eight million of those were Uncharted Four. Eight point four million of that's, that's like almost right 20, at twenty percent. Almost twenty percent. So twenty percent of the games sold for PS4 in 2016 were Uncharted Four. And that game is absolutely worth it. Um, and I, I could see why. And maybe it's because it was like in the bundles. There were some places. That was my question. That could yeah, be so. I, like for every for every are they place, counting those? Sure. For I, I bet they would just so they could give you that stat. But every like uncharted playstation bundle i bought a playstation i got uncharted too like matt evans got that right right? the market share that that game has is now massive and it's a good game so putting that game in everybody's hands is is definitely a good thing well speaking of massive we got some new in-game footage for mass effect andromeda today as well out of ces and i just i continue to just have a giant heart on for this game yeah i cannot (sighs) rave about how awesome this looks how deep it looks how much time they've spent really developing the menus and the uh the dynamic character building and uh skill sets and all of that stuff that goes into that yeah we saw a lot of we saw a lot of a, of a character running around on a planet and shooting stuff but we also saw a lot of menu stuff of how you can like you said how you can uh change things which you weren't able to really change loadouts as much per uh with the last game you kind of came up with an idea for each one and then that's kind of what you were stuck with it looks like you have a lot more um options on this one yeah it's and, not the skyrim complex where you're locked into a build or right. a skill tree or so uh, it seems yeah right no i mean they've said in the in the keynote or in the presentation that it's extremely dynamic at any point in the game you can completely change your character but we saw this saw this guy shooting fire out of an out of a hand yeah, out of the biotics yeah out of the biotics and then he had a what looked like a shotgun or a grenade launcher and then he had an auto rifle I mean, there's so much going on here that I just I want this game. And the and biggest three months away. And the biggest thing we got was the official release date. We had been speculating about it, but yep. it's official. They came out and said today, March 21st, Mass Effect Andromeda, and I can't wait either. I'll be counting the days. The last thing I want to talk about here in uh, video games is that uh, earlier this week, Alien Covenant or the the production teams at, at Fox announced that they were going to have a complimentary VR game to come out with the movie. That's cool. And this blew me away. Nobody saw this coming. And it's being directed and helmed by the guy, the creative director for the Alien Covenant movie. So there's some very close ties right. there. Um, basically, Ridley is handing it off to, um, I guess, the creative VP or creative director or whatever to go and helm this project uh, at Fox Interactive Labs uh, to, to build the game. Nice. This is interesting to me because this is one of the first times we're seeing this experience crossover from uh, movie to gaming, all right. Uh, in the in the VR world, and I think there's a lot here that we could speculate on. Um, we'll keep an keep an eye on this. But I this again. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I said I'm really getting into VR. Right? Remember when you said you were getting into VR? Remember, I remember. Uh, this is one of those things I'm really going to look forward to. One of the other things that came out of this was um, for someone that innovated filmmaking as much as he has, James Cameron is kind of bullish or on uh, or, or bearish. I don't know which one. He he doesn't really like VR. Especially for filmmaking, he sees the merits of it for things like interactive gaming and all yeah. of that stuff. But you can't move a camera around in a VR setting, right? And that's his kind of you know perspective on it. And I get that, you know, respect to James Cameron. He's one. Of, he's probably one of my favorites. Well, he's one of the guys that essentially pushes tech. Oh, yeah. The reason that everybody has 3D TVs or that the 3D TVs took over forever because it's yep. like, hey, his fusion cameras. Hey, that came I'm up making with. an avatar. It's in 3D. Panasonic's going to make 3D stuff. Here yep. we go. And everybody's like, I know, okay. And like he he essentially changed consumer home electronics because of that movie yeah 
Absolutely. Uh, last little thing here on VR. If you guys are looking for a fantastic site um, for news or anything VR related, wanted to give a shout out to uploadvr.com. Uh, in the past few weeks, as I've gotten more and more into VR, I can tend to find myself on that site more and more um, looking at things, new devices, things that are coming down the pike. All that stuff. So give those guys a check, a, a look over at uploadvr.com. So you're in the market for VR, right? Yeah. So, but this upload VR thing and like this, like to me, you've always said like killer app is the thing that's going to get me to get VR. Okay. The alien game you're talking about is speaks to you on so many levels. It's yes. your favorite universe. It's VR. Is that, is that going to be the, the, the tipping point for you to get this thing or I, am I going to go drop four or $500 on a VR thing for PS4? Cause that's about the only vehicle I've got. I'm not an Android guy, so I can't get the HTC Samsung VR thing, whatever it is. Uh, so, cause I don't have the phone. Uh, so it's either that or go out and drop 800 to a thousand dollars on an Oculus rift yep. or the other one that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, uh, that are Vive or whatever. Yeah. V- Vive. Vive. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, those are at I, least did, eight, I did. I did the Spanish pronunciation. <laughs> Vive. Vive. Those are at least eight hundred dollars a piece. Plus, you got to buy the little handheld controller things. So I, it's an investment, dude. That's that's not messing around kind of money. So I probably will start with the PlayStation. If I'm being honest, they say it's going to be the future. If we're talking about technology. <laughs> Speaking of technology, um, if everybody remembers about four or five months ago, SpaceX had a catastrophic failure on one of their rockets that they were launching uh, with a big payload, billion-dollar payload, satellite payload. Uh, they concluded the investigation on how that happened. It was reported to the FAA. Uh, SpaceX was really thorough in this. They basically discovered that um, there was a buckled liquid oxygen tube that basically collected a lot of liquid oxygen, and when they pushed the button to fire the rocket, bada-boom. And it just blew up the whole damn thing, ignited all the liquid oxygen. So uh, the good news is, is that now that they've completed the investigation, this whole time they've been building the next stage, of course, the next rocket, right? So in parallel of the investigation, now that they've got the all clear from that, they're about ready to launch it in the next week or two. Cool. So we're going to get right back down to business. It's been a four-month delay, but we're going to start seeing the Falcon rockets shooting back up into space very, very soon. Will that be televised or streamed over the internet? Is that something maybe we could watch? Or it's no? always streamed. Okay. Uh, NASA.gov, you can go there. Uh, and check that out. Whether it's being launched in, if it's being launched in Russia, you're gonna have to watch it at four in the morning or whatever that crazy time frame is, or catch it on YouTube or something like sure. that. After the you fact. can always watch the replays. They put all that stuff up on the NASA website. Okay. So. Speaking of NASA and speaking of SpaceX, uh, SpaceX has been asking NASA to quote unquote borrow some of their gear so that SpaceX can send stuff to Mars. And NASA's like, well, we did that whole Mars thing with Curiosity and. It's kind of hard. So why don't you actually like land something on Mars first, and then we'll give you all <laughs> yeah, of our yeah. billions of dollars of equipment. Yeah. Sound good? Okay, cool. All we'll right. see you when you land in a few years. Yep. Bye. We're NASA. <laughs> uh, I thought that was kind of awesome. I'm sure Elon Musk took that in stride. Look, NASA's not going to give you billions of dollars of equipment to try to land on Mars until you prove that you can. They've yep. proven that they know how. I'm sure there's extreme amounts of collaboration going on there with what, how they've done the Curiosity rover. And it's run. It's still running around on Mars. Yep. Uh, you know, two years later. So, yeah. T- in time, I think I don't. I think we'll land on Mars. I think we'll even land a human being on Mars in our lifetime. I think within the next thirty to forty years, if not sooner. I could see that, and um, I think that's that's something kind of cool to look forward to. Yeah, uh, that will be an absolute milestone. We will not only the moon, but we will have landed on another planet as a human civilization before we die. Will it be Matt Damon that gets to go is the question. <sighs> Matt Damon! <laughs> uh, one last little thing on some space stuff here. Uh, we saw this report, I think I saw it on CNN, uh, where they've created this group of MIT lab rats have created this thing called the sun cell. And basically what they're doing is breaking down water molecules down to the hydrogen, separating the electrons, and calling them hydrinos, and they're creating what is the equivalent of the power of the sun in a coffee cup, in something the size of a coffee cup. Yeah, you showed me this this video, and it it blew my mind. If we can do this, if they can... Now, there's a lot of speculation about whether this actually does generate electricity and energy that can be repurposed into, uh, you know, household... Turning the furnace on, or whatever, general electronic stuff, right? Uh, that's still to be proven at this point, but I think they are really, really onto something here. This could be something as powerful as like cold fusion, sure, uh, things like that. So I, I'm very keep an eye on what's being called the sun cell, and it is really small. You could really just pick one up in your hand, 
But it, if these get deployed, holy smokes, we could see a complete overhaul of how we produce energy yeah. and how we deal with climate change in the world. I like the uh, back to the so there's this the funny thing you said is like it's the power of the sun in a coffee cup. Yeah. So like can you imagine like you just have like your little sun battery or it almost looks like a Pandora's box from yeah. Hellraiser that you would just like have <laughs> On your counter, right? Like, what if you're? What if you come in uh, and you're and you're like moving some food around, and like suddenly you you knock the sun power thing off the counter and it hits the ground, like and like the sun power shoots out and like melts stuff. The sun's the star collapses and it opens up a black hole. And, <laughs> right. right. Not good. Anyway. Harnessing power of the sun in your kitchen. I don't know if that's a good choice. What was that movie? Oh, it was uh, Spider Man Two. The power of the sun in my hands. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Terrible reference. Anyway, uh, Amazon is for some un. Freaking godly reason I can't even fathom are opening a physical bookstore. First, they're putting friggin' blimp warehouses in the sky. Now they're going back 10 years and trying to open up a physical bookstore. Okay, so what the, what the, the actual F? The blimp, the blimp thing was a patent, right? And we had a fun time <laughs> speculating what that could become. Yeah. This is a real thing. They are going to open okay. a bookstore in New York City, uh, Columbus Circle and 59th Street, I think I read. Wow, okay. Uh, and I'm familiar with that area. Yeah, popular I think area. It, yeah it, right? Why? Why are they – that goes against everything they stand for. They're all about get rid of the brick and mortar. Or is that their way of just putting a presence? Like I'm going to walk into an Amazon store and buy a book, and then they'll be like, oh, well, you should try this, and you should try the oh, Fire. Well, here's these Kindles, and yeah. here's a Fire TV, yeah. and here's an Echo. And so is that maybe, their, is maybe that, that's is that their, their version of, a, of an Apple store or a Microsoft store? Uh, exactly. Get people into a brick – people are going to go into brick and mortar stuff. They want to at least compete with that too. Yep. Is I, that I think it? that's their back-channel way of without coming out and saying, we're opening up a series of Amazon stores. <laughs> Right, maybe yeah. they do it, you know, the back end way. And oh, by the way, we also sell all of our own personalized electronics. So one of the things I saw over Black Friday and Cyber Monday was they heavily pushed and and discounted all of the Amazon electronics. Yes, suite, they did. Yes, right? they did. And it was constantly just thrown in your face to get a Fire Stick, to get a Kindle, yeah, get all, and all Echo, this stuff. Echo sold out. Yeah, totally. So Some back order. I, I totally see this as being the thing that you buy. Oh yeah, by the way, we have books. By the way, we also have all these self published. Hardcovers. I think this is a great thing potentially for people that are in self-publishing without having to go through the the rigors of a publishing process or a publisher and all their deals and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm uh, skeptically optimistic, I guess I would say. I don't know what the hell it's going to turn into, but we'll see. I just hope if someday we go to that store and you're, you look through all the books and they're like, hey, you're like, what's behind that door? And they're like, go ahead. And you walk in and you just end up in the blimp and then the blimp takes off and you like go into the sky. That's what I want. And but. a drone has to carry you down. <laughs> right. right. And then Amazon's like, we win. Ha ha. Alexa, save me. Too late. So Apple is, uh, again, <laughs> we always talk down about Apple, and I don't know why. They're coming out with this new software update in the next. Speculating. They have been they have had patents from 2012 about this whole cinema mode uh, kind of thing. Cinema mode? Cinema. Cinema mode? Cinema mode. Cinnabon mode. Cinnabon mode would be awesome. Cinema mode is supposed to be one of those things where it's based on geolocation or. Uh, when you go into a movie theater, you can, much akin to the airplane mode, just toggle a switch, and it will automate a series of actions where it will silence your phone, uh, not make, turn the brightness down, do all of those things that you are kind of don't want to happen with your phone while you're in a movie, right? right. Automatically do all of that stuff for you. And is this a big deal? I don't know. Uh, it's allegedly being speculated that it's going to be put into the next software release that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. But there's also a thing that said it would also uh, have a, like a location tracker where it would know that you're in a movie theater and it could potentially you could set up a, a situation where it would do all these things without even toggling a switch. And then when you step out of the movie theater, uh, it would know that you're out of the movie theater and it would all turn back on. Why, why would you have your phone out of your pocket in a movie theater anyways? While you're trying to watch a movie, it's all about silence your cell phones. The other thing I don't like is if you have that phone in your pocket and you actually do get an emergency call. Yes, back in the old days, you didn't have a phone in a movie theater, but you do now. And if you get an emergency phone call and your phone keeps ringing, 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 somebody's really trying to get a hold of you, something's wrong. Does that take that away because it's not vibrating or it's not ringing or whatever? I don't know. So there, I think there's a there's a there's something. The world's be, not going to end in an hour and a half. You no, know what I mean? Not. No, it's not. I don't know what else to say about that. It's. It seems silly, but it seems a very Apple thing to do. Of course. You know, it making life easier. Uh, go figure. Apple's figuring out more ways to break things down. Break it down! Take it away. 
All right, so real quick, no Ace Ventura mode, but I'm going to run through some highlights of the week in WWE. First Monday Night Raw, Braun Strowman came out and absolutely laid waste to Sami Zayn in a last man standing match. Sami Zayn was carted off on a stretcher. Mick Foley got a haircut. Mick Foley got a haircut and a beard trim, right? Sure. New year, new me, whatever. Uh, Reigns had to defend the U.S. title against Jericho and somehow hit a spear and retained it. Like, the spear is the most... Dead to, anyway, I'm not, I don't want to talk about Roman Reigns anymore. Uh, Bailey versus Nia Jax for the number one contender. I called that one a week or two ago. I'm very happy to see that. Bailey, or Sasha Banks comes out, kicks her music, distracts Nia Jax, and Bailey hits a Bailey to belly. Oh. Uh, which is her one of her signature moves, uh, and defeats Nia Jax to become the number one contender to face Charlotte at the Royal Rumble for the women's title. Cool. Very cool. Um, first ever Kevin Owens show was this week. Like, legitimately, <laughs> funny. he had his own show. Yeah. He had a guy standing in there that was like Pyramid Head from Silent Hill, <laughs> yeah. just with the Kevin Owens show banner on. on like, literally wearing it as a, on his head. Yeah. But covering his face. It was funny. So basically, this was the whole premise of the show was to set up the uh, WWE Universal Championship, the main title on Raw. And so the special guest on the first ever Kevin Owens show is Goldberg. Comes out, taunts him a little bit. Roman Reigns comes out, gets booze across the board. And then Braun Strowman comes out, and he just comes in and goes, if anybody's joining the Raw Rumble, it's me. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. It's a really good Braun Strowman. Yes. Um, so Jer- both Jericho and Braun Strowman have now declared entry into the Royal Rumble match. So I, this is just Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Braun Strowman. Right there, I want to see that match. Sure. That's those, only I want to th- see that three triple threat. That's three. Of, that's 10%. That's three of the 30. That's, that's oh, God. Uh, like we said, we're very excited about some of the NXT stars we're going to see come up as well. Speaking of which. Uh, SmackDown Live last night. Uh, John Cena probably cut what is, I would consider, the promo of his life last night with AJ Styles in the ring during a contract signing for the WWE Championship at Royal Rumble. Right, Big, big time there. Uh, Speaking of stars coming up, Aaliyah from NXT made her SmackDown Live debut with Carmella, who has somehow formed a relationship of sorts with uh, (laughs) James Ellsworth, that turtle without a shell. Yeah. Uh, and they happen to combine their names into Chinella. <laughs> that's what that's uh, what Atunga, That's what Atunga came up with. Oh, which is Atunga, funny. you continue. He's the one that came up with no chin music. <laughs> uh, and lastly, the main event was Ambrose taking the Intercontinental Title away from the Miz. That's so a, that's after a, a Titanic reign as Intercontinental Champion, uh, the Miz uh, is finally has finally been supplanted by Dean Ambrose. So I thought it was interesting to see Dean Ambrose move down from the WWE Championship title reign, or hunt, or both, to now pursuing the Intercontinental title. I think it's a good thing to take the belt off of The Miz. He's had it for so long, and you create this competition. Ambrose is going to wear it for a little while. Miz can go after him. Now you can bring some other guys up. It's a good thing. Right, right. So, folks, our main story tonight, you know, much like we did last week, looking backwards and, you know, doing the... Or, or reviewing the things of 2016 that we were, you know, most happy about. We kind of want to do the same thing here, but looking forward to the future in the sense of w- going through our typical categories of stuff of what we're really excited about for 2017. And of course, we would be remiss if we didn't start with some video games. So first on that list, Andy, for you is you know one that we've talked about endlessly. Uh, yeah, we just talked about it. Mass Effect Andromeda. I was a huge fan of the Mass Effect series. Uh this is the next generation of all of that. Uh Mass Effect Andromeda comes out in March. Uh that's a big one for me. So of the of the big game releases this year, it's that I think uh the South Park game, the Fractured Butthole, the Fractured Butthole uh game is Can I also- tell that quick story? Sure, go for it. So originally Trey Parker submitted this as they typically do just to offend people as the South Park Butthole in Time. This was the original <laughs> name of the game that was submitted and rejected uh, very, very quickly. So there's a story, there's an interview. I'll put a link to the video for you guys in the show notes where at the end, Trey is saying, hmm, you can't use Butthole in Time. Butthole, but, but, butthole, butthole. <laughs> Fractured butthole. Okay, broken butthole. Uh, yeah. You see where this is going. See? Right? Genius Trey Parker, right? Always. Uh, I'm really looking forward to one. I don't know if it's going to come this year. And again, of course, we've raved about Mass Effect. That's definitely on my list. Uh, there was a game that was teased at E3 last year, and we actually saw in-game engine footage of Days Gone. And yeah. this is kind of this amalgamation of an open-world environment 
But we've also thrown in uh, kind of like Last of Us where we have a story we have to progress through. But now we've got the zombies that are on the level of like 28 weeks later. There's just a bajillion zombies everywhere, and you have to kill all these or evade them somehow. Yeah, but you got a motorcycle. But you're a biker. Yeah. And you know, you've got all these. I am so excited about that one. I don't know if we're going to get it this year. They still really are speculating on when that's coming. It may not be till 2018, but I really hope it's coming this year. Horizon Dawn will be out this year, though. That's a PS4 exclusive. I think that's early this year as well. That one they've been touting for a couple of years now. It looks amazing. It looks like one of those weird sci-fi fantasy worlds yeah. where you, you've got somebody that's in like Native American-style leather hunting, huntress gear, but you're shooting robotic prey. I, I don't really know how to break it down, but I'm looking at that's going to be a really awesome game. Nintendo Switch, that's coming out early in the year as well, which may have a Zelda title attached to it. Um, that's a big thing for video the games this year. Breath of Wind. Breath of Wind. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the Nintendo Switch. We've talked about that a number of times as far as your concerns about it, but you'll play mine and, and you'll like it, but yeah. you probably won't buy one of your own. Um, a, a lot the, of the, a That lot. Zelda game has made a lot of people's sure. uh, top most anticipated games of the year lists, which is beyond me, but I get it you know, in a sense. I, I don't. Uh, it's while it will be really good. I, I just don't know. And maybe that's the, the age of gamers, but to me, the big time titles are the ones that, that I'm the most excited about. We're talking about destiny Two. a lot of these probably come out in the back half of the year. Yep. Destiny Two, red dead redemption Two. They're going to do another star Wars battlefront Two, which will probably have a lot of tie-ins with episode eight. Um, uh, what else? Uh, there might be the Last of Us sequel this year. We don't know yet. We'll probably find out soon. Uh, and then this other game that might come out this this year, I think I showed you today. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you thought of that. Well, it was called Sea of Thieves, yeah. and I had not even heard of this one yet, but it looks like a fun little RPG pirate game. In like a cartoony universe? Yeah, it's it's very it's drawn in a very animated way, not a rendered kind of thing. But it's also kind of an MMO in a weird way. A little bit, yeah, but it's it's a team of people that ride around in a ship, and one guy is the captain steering it, or the helmsman. Yep, and the other people are either turning the sails, working the jibs, or firing cannon at other ships that are passing by. And you well, get into these battles, and they did it where they superimposed the headsets, yeah. the streamers over the top of it, and it just it looks like so much fun. Yeah, I can, I, I'm very anxious to and see. And it's how made this by does. Rare, the guys that did Goldeneye and Mario, the original Mario Kart for 64, the no guys shit. that did Banjo Kazooie, the guys that did uh, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, which is one of my favorite video games of all time. Right. So it's in good hands. Uh, look it up, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm. What we're looking forward to in video games. What about tech? There's a there's a lot of games coming this year, guys. Uh, I, and I love it for this show. I'm going to say that up front because we're going to play all of them. We're going to talk about them a lot. Uh, tech. You know, I think we're going to hear about that a lot this week. Yeah, I think this almost would be better to talk about next week. But I'll say some of the things that I am anticipating as a technologist myself is uh, we're going to continue to see further advances in. Uh, solid state media or SSDs as you might know them better and uh, flash memory. So we're going to see multi-level cells or, um, you know, three, we call it flash 3d, uh, that kind of stuff. So those, those kinds of things are just going to make SSDs higher capacity. They're going to make them better performing. And that's on the consumer side of the world. That's not as big of a deal as it is in the enterprise world. So that has more effects over there. I think with Mac pushing USB-C, we're going to begin to see a lot of the devices begin to also convert to USB-C. We're going to begin to see a lot of the other manufacturers convert whole hog over to USB-C and kind of let go of the legacy stuff of you know almost 20 years ago when we first got USB uh, coming out. Right. Um. Lastly, the big thing that kind of started in 2016, and I think we're going to see a ton more of in 2017, is this AI, VR and AR, augmented reality, and home assistance and self-driving cars, and just that whole umbrella of that you know AI kind of stuff that's I going on. I guess it's on. just automation, and, and you know it started with you know there's going to be this big competition for Alexa or Google or I, I you might be right by the end of the year everybody will have some sort of like assistant of some kind maybe right. in their house right whether it's Alexa whether it's a Google Home whether it's whoever else makes one maybe Apple will come up with something but I doubt it. Um, who knows? I wouldn't rule them out to making the Apple the next version of the Apple TV into a combined unit where you had HomeKit and it could do all this other cool. stuff, right? That'd be cool. Um, so that's kind of it for now on the tech. More on that next week when we get into some. We get more of the stuff out of CES this yeah. week. That's always the trigger for going into the years. The first week of January, having CES in Vegas. So stay tuned on those. Um, getting back more into entertainment, a uh, lot of stuff happening with TV and movies this year. Um, the big one for me, I think, is Logan. 
Uh, it's also officially gotten an R rating, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And uh, Hugh Jackman, it was announced, was willing to take a big salary cut for it to get there because they don't think it'll reach as big of an audience. And I think that's extremely hypocritical because look at what Deadpool did. It was one of the biggest movies ever last year, and it was R-rated. It was filthy as fuck, and it, everybody had a blast, and everybody went to see it multiple times. So I think this looks like what might be Hugh Jackman's best performance as Wolverine. Yeah, and I think it's going to also go the, the different route of being like a, a real character. Like It won't be like a crazy superhero tights movie. This is going to be like a, a grizzled, like old-school superhero guys getting beaten down and, and you yep. know at the end of their run, which is something we haven't seen. Again, this is it's coming out around the same time that Deadpool did last year, so maybe Fox is going to cr- try and sort of do that model of like just sort of breaking the mold a little bit and doing it a little bit different way. I think it's going to be cool. Uh, a month before that, the, the Lego Batman movie comes out. Mm, yes. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, we've got uh, DC. Speaking of which, is going to be dropping a bunch of big movies this year, and this is I, th- I feel like it's the make or break kind of thing for the DC universe, which big time. took a bit of a a bit of a hit critically last year between Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. I feel like this Suicide year, sucked. yeah, yeah, this year it's it's uh, it's Wonder Woman and and Justice League. So we'll see how that goes. Those are going to be two huge franchises, yeah, but and they, they need these to kick off they properly, need to deliver. And, and you know, there's potentially trouble with the Wonder Woman movie from from things I've read. But Justice Uh-oh. League, I'm hoping that Justice League they've got time to make it good. Um, so let's hope that that's going to be good. Yep. Uh, and as a fan of, of DC, I, I really want these things to succeed. Oh, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Um, I, I think everybody is a little bit on edge and scared with the BVS and, and suicide suck stuff from, from last year. So yeah, in the comic book movies on the Marvel side, you've got uh, Spider-Man coming out with Spider-Man homecoming. Everybody seems to be excited for that. I definitely am. Mm-hmm. You got guardians of the galaxy too. I don't know how that could be bad. It just won't be. It's not impossible. To it'll be, be bad. it'll be, it's be amazing. And I think Thor Ragnarok comes out this year too. So yes. and there's in the, it's not just a Thor movie. I believe we're definitely going to see some of the old Incredible Hulk in there too. Mm, so they're okay. they're uh, they're doing some. Things is that over in the there. Ragnarok storyline in the comic books, or is that is is yes, do they intermix the, uh, we'll some see, of those characters? We'll see where they go with it. They could do a little bit with the Planet Hulk storyline. Ooh, uh, that's a, we'll see. Okay. Um, I I mentioned it earlier in the show, but Kevin Costner has been shooting a ten hour. Western epic Western series. I don't know or if he's something. Been sh- has he been shooting it or is it just a concept for Maybe it? Maybe he's going to. Yeah, I don't, or I don't, I don't, an idea I don't think it. he's found a delivery vehicle to yeah. get it to the to the viewers yet. But that's all still be worked out. But he's going to shoot it and then kind of figure yeah. out how to distribute. He's got it. an idea for what would be a ten hour movie or a ten hour epic broken up into episodes or right. something. He's just you're right. He's looking for a thing. And honestly, if Kevin Costner makes an Oscar, or I'm sorry, it makes a Western anything. It's going to be good. That's I mean, his. That's his. That's his wheelhouse. Yep. I mean, you look at Wyatt Earp. You look at uh, Open Dances Ra- with Wolves. Oh, Dances with Wolves. I should have said that first. Seven o- Academy Awards. Open Range was uh, like one of those that people don't talk about. But yeah. if you go back and you watch that Western movie, it's a really good, like gritty, like that's how it Turn really was kind of up. thing. Like, yeah, way up yeah. on that one on that gun battle yeah, at the yeah. end. Uh, another one that I'm excited on the TV side of the world, a couple of them actually, is this new show with Tom Hardy called Taboo. Yeah, that's like coming out next week. Oh yeah, I can't wait to watch that one. I'm so glad I got through OA really quickly because I was really look- I wanted to hit this one with the ground running so we could talk about it as soon as possible. Um, also, one that our buddy Ian Ma- um, Ian Malcolm at Irish Times is very excited about is um, Train Spotting Two. Oh, the movie side, yeah. Yes. Uh, no, not Doctor Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. I love that we're going to keep calling him that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there will be uh, uh, dinosaurs here on your uh, dinosaur yeah. tour. So you know, <laughs> the, the original cast is all back, and they've done a very good job, allegedly, from what they're saying, to making sure that they stayed true to the original film, the feel, all of that stuff of train spotting. So uh, that's going to be awesome. How, hey, um, there's another Star Wars movie this year, too. Yeah, speaking of casts and things that are coming back, it would be oh. that. Uh, we know that's coming. Everybody's excited about that. We got to wait another 11 months for that one. We don't have to wait as long for another thing that's coming out in five months. Uh, Game of Thrones is coming back in a smaller seven episode arc, which apparently they're putting everything into. I thought so, that wasn't starting till like uh, July this time. June, but we're talking about the whole year in, in uh, preview, that's true. if you will. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's got to be on the list. And then now that we've just talked about it, Star Wars Rebels season three, we probably want to see what's going on there, especially mm-hmm. if it's going to lead into what happened in Rogue One. Yes, if you guys haven't, if you've seen Rogue One, go back and listen to the uh, episode eighteen. It's our special on uh, bonus episode on doing a full breakdown of Rogue One. We did talk quite a bit about the Star Wars Rebels animated series uh, that's in its mid season, season three yep. thing now. Yep, uh, they're going to be introducing a lot of new characters like Obi Wan, uh, Saw Gerrera. What's that? He's not new. 
<laughs> oh, in that show, yes. In, in that show, I mean, right? There's this new guy. His name is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> remember Obi-Wan Kenobi? Man, I remember. Uh, lastly, on the WWE, uh, looking forward to 2017, I think there's an uncertainty around the universe, uh, WWE universe about what's actually going to happen with all the different belts among the brand split. My personal theory is that there's the big four belts. There's the, the main WWE championship. There's the Intercontinental title. There's the um, uh, U.S. title. And, and then there's the women's title. And the Universal the Universal, the, the Universal is Raw specific. I don't consider that okay. one. I don't consider the WWE Championship to be SmackDown specific. There you go. I think it just coincidentally was there at the time. I think something interesting they could do is somehow at the big four pay per views every year somehow crossover and give that make that be the quarterly opportunity for someone to for the belt sides. to switch sides. That's cool. And that if I were in creative at WWE, that's something that I would probably try and work towards. Maybe it uh, should be. Maybe who knows. But it, that's uh, that remains to be seen how they're going to go about that. I think that's for me as the brand split was probably the most coolest thing that I saw happen in WWE in 2016. I think how they handled the management of all of these different titles now going forward in 2017 is probably the thing I'm looking forward to finding out most. My things with wrestling are I, I want to see what the who the Undertaker is going to fight uh, at WrestleMania 33. I guess it would be this year. I want to know who that's going to be. It's probably his last match. It's got to be. And just who's going to be like, I would actually like to see an undertaker Cena match just to end it. Um, just two big icons from the, from yeah. the, from the industry going out and Cena won't be done, but you know what I mean? Um, I want to see uh, more NXT stars come up. I, I, I think this is going to be the year of, of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. And I think when Finn Balor comes back, that's going to be something. I think Nakamura is going to come up and, 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 uh, and turn some heads. Uh, I think my, Samoa Joe will come up at the same time right, as well, right, and that'll right. create just an instant yeah, rivalry. It's just great. It's more more people coming in and more characters and more good, solid wrestling. That's what I'm hoping for out of the year. Um, I wonder, the, uh, immediately, I wonder what's going to happen at the Rumble as far as who wins it and which belt do they then get to go for at WrestleMania? Do you go for the Universal belt or do you go for the WWE Championship? Does that depend on who wins it and what brand there's from? I, I, I don't know. That's but, all the uncertainties that I... I exactly. That's all... I, I want to know. <laughs> hey, look, there's a lot of uncertainties uh, in, in 2017 as far as entertainment and stuff goes, but, but there's plenty of stuff there to look forward to, and, and I'm excited to do that, and I'm excited because we're just going to get more stuff to talk about. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I've, uh, I've got a craving for some Jack in the Box tacos. Oh, you're going there. Okay. So let's talk about some fun stuff to close the show off here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, Happy New Year. By the way, did you know that in 2016, or actually, no, this isn't a 2016 specific stat. It's a staggering stat this is you're about to say. This is the, one of the most viral articles that have been going around this week. Did you know that Americans eat 550 million, I'm sorry, 554 million Jack in the Box tacos each year? <laughs> That's staggering. But at the same time, uh, we've got a couple of them nearby. I, I'm a sucker for the monster tacos. I will openly admit that, right? Uh, they call them beef envelopes. I think that's hilarious. Uh, but they, I, I probably eat anywhere from two to maybe f- up to four if I go twice a week. I've never, and I like Jack in the Box. I've never had a Jack in the Box taco. You know why? Because when I want a taco, I go to Taco Bell. Okay. So I'd love to know how many. Tacos, Taco Bell sells. Oh my god, that's a great. Yeah, it's, they're like we don't, we can't. That number we, doesn't. We exist. lost that. That, uh, that uh, number doesn't even register anymore. Uh, it's infinity. Yes. That's that number. <laughs> uh, secondly, sticking with some fast food fun stuff here, Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> they got on their Twitter account. Kudos <laughs> to whoever their social media manager is because they let a bunch of people have it. There were some people trolling at Wendy's about how their beef being frozen or something like that. That's what you have time for. You're going to troll Wendy's yeah, on Twitter because he got that kind of time, right? <laughs> So Wendy's, it, it, they fired right back. And apparently this is a thing they've done in the past. Uh, and we're just hitting some people. I'll put some of these in the in the show <laughs> notes for you guys. But they no, nothing was sacred. They were hitting at Arby's. They were hitting at McDonald's. They were just talking about talking trash about Wendy's everybody. Was? Wendy's is Twitter account. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'll put some of these in the notes for you guys. They're absolutely hilarious. Uh, definitely go and check these out. Fast food Twitter battle. Here we go. Which leads us to our lightning round. So, I can't come up with one. What's uh, I've got one. I've got one. Oh, I've got, you've got uh, one. Okay. If, if we stay in the fast food, like uh, if we stay in the fast food uh, world, yes. right? Ready for this? Go. So, so think of think of of all the. Fa- and we are we are fans of fast food. 
Think of like just some amazing sandwiches or things that you get at any fast food restaurant. This can be Wendy's, Arby's, McDonald's. Like just think of things like just name as many things as you would like. Like for me, it's like quarter pounder with cheese, uh, beef and cheddar from Arby's, uh, the single with this, the uh, the Monterey Ranch chicken sandwich from uh, Wendy's, the big cheeseburger from Jack in the Box, which doesn't exist anymore. Now it's just the jumbo jack. Right. Like that kind of stuff. They have Go. a double jack now as well, by the way, which is awesome. Um, Wendy's, I am a sucker for the chili. I'll openly admit it's okay. just like ground up broken sure. pieces sure. of cheeseburger in yeah. there. Uh, for me, it's the bacon ultimate cheeseburger, I guess, whatever. <laughs> of course, of course it, is. it is, right? Of course it is. Bacon double cheeseburgers. Uh, for me, fat burger is probably my favorite burger, right? Wouldn't a call lot it fast of- food. They don't have a drive through. They have to have a drive through oh, to count for okay. lightning round. Now we're putting rules in place in the lightning round. Okay. Um, we just came up with it. <laughs> Uh, I, every restaurant, fast food place I go to, there's my specific things that I get, and I don't really travel outside of that. Uh, it's usually burgers and fries, and you know, uh, chicken nuggets at McDonald's and the fries at McDonald's. I, sure, I, I love. Sure, um, I don't really eat a lot of the burgers Do there. Do you ever get excited when they have like the oh McRib? We got to say McRib. Uh, oh, gross. Yeah, no. the, but but it's still coming. Like that's a thing. Like it's an event. There's like these fast food events, so it's like. Oh, it's the it's the five. Well, your Monterey chicken sandwich for Rendy's is one of those. right? Perfect, and now or sometimes it's the Asiago chicken sandwich, or now it's the sriracha chicken sandwich, or like it's it's something. <laughs> a chicken sandwich with sauces on it, <laughs> <laughs> sauces and some form of, form of right. cheese. The the Carl's Jr. pizza with a chicken nugget mozzarella stick. I'm, I'm making like they always come up with those ridiculous burgers. Yeah, like, and all, then they make Kim Kardashian roll around right. on a bed eating it. Right. right? Also, Pay her a million also dollars. with an inner tube and another like it's some ridiculous something <laughs> that they put on it. <laughs> Uh, that's our pancake breakfast burger thing with tacos on it in a burger. It reminds me of uh, the Taco Town Saturday Night Live skit. Yes, pizza. What was it? A uh, pizza pancake chili bag. Or, you <laughs> yes, know. Taco Town. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us. Again, Happy New Year. Uh, we are past the holiday season, so congratulations on surviving all of that. Let's go play some badass video games. Let's go rock some some awesome music and movies in 2017. We're sticking with you. We are just getting started with this show, and we love that you guys are listening and enjoying it with us. Yep, and we always appreciate feedback, so please let us know what you think. Leave us a review on the iTunes Store, on Google Play, or whatever you're listening to us on. We want to hear your feedback. We want to know what's going on. We want to connect with you because we're having fun doing this, and we want to know who you are and how we can make this better. I'm Andy Nelson, and you can find me at AndyNelson76 on Twitter. And I'm Nick Howell. You can find me at DatacenterDude on Twitter. All right, guys. See you next week. Later. Bye. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.